Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for your big book study. My name is Stephanie L., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Southern California. Today is Thursday, September 28th, 2023, and this is the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today we are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are on page 156, the fourth paragraph that begins with, she replied, yes, we've got a corker, ending with, we've got him strapped down tight. Um, as we read that, we're going to also include the information there at the bottom with the asterisk. We are reading and commenting on only one paragraph this morning. Today's readers are Sherry Z, who will be reading the text, Robin P, reading page 164, and Dion R is our backup reader today. Our newcomer greeter is going to be um, Kathleen W, and announcements will be Leslie M. The reference number for yesterday, Wednesday, September 27th, 2023, is 20,683, and that's 20683. And today's 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 20,685, or 20685. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still, who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. I will now ask Joanne L. to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Hi, good morning, Stephanie L., and good morning to everybody on the line. This is Joanne L. from Rhode Island, recovered in Rhode Island. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 
Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you so very much for allowing me to do service. I guess. Oh, thank you so much, Joanne L. And I will now ask Kim J to read the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Thank you. Good morning. This is Kim J from Arkansas, and this is the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you so much for letting me be of service. Oh, thank you, Kim J. Appreciate it. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement to share on topic. This meeting does request, though, that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, and then please press star one to re-mute your phone. To have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. So today, we resume our big book study um, and of 
<laughs> we resume our study of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are on page 156. We're going to read that fourth paragraph there that begins with, she replied, yes, we've got a corker, ending with, we've got him strapped down tight. Um, we are reading and commenting on only one paragraph this morning. And I will now ask Sherry Z to get us started and begin reading. Good morning, visionaries, and uh, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening for all of those of you. I'm Sherry Z, recovered in Southern California, and we are on page 156, paragraph four. She replied, yes, we've got a corker. He's just beaten up a couple of nurses, goes off his head completely when he's drinking, but he's a grand chap when he's sober, though he's been hit here eight times in the last six months. Understand he was once a well-known lawyer in town, but just now we've got him strapped down tight. Asterix, this refers to Bill and Dr. Bob's first visit to AA number three. See the pioneer section. This results in AA's first group at Allen on, at in Akron, Ohio in 1935. So just a first note, which is like, the first two sentences describe this person that's completely out of control, and then we're blown away with, oh, but he's a well-known lawyer in town. And it's the first thing that hit me with AA number three, which is Bill Dotson, which is that this disease takes no, it doesn't care what you do for a living. It doesn't care if you are the most famous or the most well-known or if you're popular. It doesn't care. This disease it, 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 it's an equal opportunity for no matter every. But what I love about Bill Dobson's story, and you can read it more fully, which it starts on page 182, is that he describes in his story the visit of the boys, as I call them, the boys coming to visit him. And what he says when they come to visit them is he tells his perspective, right? Now we're getting... Uh, Bill's perspective, but now in his story, we're getting his perspective about these guys coming in. And what do they say to him is that, and I love this on page 185, they say that, at, he said, all the other people who had talked to me wanted to help me, and my pride prevented me from listening to them and caused only resentment on my part. But I felt as if I would be a real stinker if I didn't listen to a couple of fellows for a short time. Remember, this is now his perspective. And he said, they said it would cure them. That is what service does. I, for so long in this program, believed that I was so altruistic. I'm doing service. I'm taking the time. It's inconvenient. I'm doing it because I'm going to help you, which was such an arrogant narcissistic and self, uh, just self-focused. Now recovered, I feel so differently about service. Service is literally saving my life. And that's actually what's keeping me connected and I stay clean. The other thing on page 186, when he's telling his side of the story, Bill Dotson, they ask him one question, do you want to stop? Do you want to quit drinking? And then they ask him a second question, is, is anything you've ever done worked? 
And then they wanted to know if he believed in a higher power. And then he wanted to know, finally, if, if Bill Dotson would go to that higher power for help. Has anything I've ever done stopped? That was the first question my recovered sponsor asked me. Has anything you've ever done given you permanent recovery? And in 30 plus years in OA, I couldn't say yes. But today I can, and it's an absolute miracle. So thank you, and I look forward to hearing everybody share their experience, strength, and hope. Well, thank you so much, Sherry V. Um, so we are now going to open the meeting for sharing. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. If you shared on Tuesday or Wednesday on any vision meeting, please allow others the opportunity to share today. Please keep your share to three minutes to allow time for as many people as possible to share. I'll remind you that your time is up with the timer uh, if you go past that three minutes. So um, we're going to get a first lineup here. Um, please let me know your first name, your last initial, and where you're calling from, and who would like to share on this paragraph. Rohan S. I think I heard Rohan S. Is that Sam S or F? S is in Sam. Thank you so much. And I heard Barbara Z. Is there anyone else who wanted to get in on this uh, first round? Cheryl Eanor. I think I heard Cheryl E.R. Kind of hard to hear that D.N.R. <clears throat> was there a Cheryl? Yes, it was Cheryl A. Oh, thank you, Cheryl. Sorry about that. All right. I.O.A. I.O.A. Gotcha, I.O. All righty, I've got Rohan S, Barbara Z, Cheryl A, Dion R, and IOA. And we'll go ahead and start with Rohan S, followed by Barbara Z. Hello, everyone. Rohan S, uh, recovered and grateful, compulsive overeater. Can you hear me? We can hear you, Rohan. um, And where are you calling from, please? I just... I'm from New Jersey. Thanks. And uh, I'm just very grateful to be uh, absent in this moment. Um, I really loved what was shared about service. Uh, I always heard in the in the rooms, um, clean house, trust God and help others. And then recently I heard someone add a, a fourth line to that clean house, trust God, help others, and don't get caught. And that really irked me because that was my whole point. I always wanted everyone to know how helpful I I am, how amazing of a personality I have. And, um, you know, when the misery of the food went away, it was just, you know, lose some weight and even more of a chance to show off. And I think it was just so well stated that, you know, 
helping others saves my life. It's it's given me a life again, and it's really important for me to hear that message um, because you know my disease it's rooted in selfish and self-centeredness. You know, being the center of things, I always want to be the center of attention, and not in a good way. In a way that you know is taking the spotlight off of other people, where I'm just getting, getting, getting. You know, and that that was always the case with food. Wherever I would go, it would be to, you know, how can I get more food out of this situation? People are offering free food. How do I eat all of it and and enjoy myself and feel the high? Um, No better drug has worked for me than food um, and supported my self-centered behaviors. So coming into program, you know, and just being in meeting and listening and, you know, getting on group knees and and doing calls. And instead of, you know, shedding all my problems, you know, I recently learned to ask someone, what's on your heart today? You know, and, you know, sometimes I even ask that question with, with an agenda of bringing it back to me. But this is a learning process, and I'm learning how to ask those kinds of questions and just truly diving into how that person's doing and how I can be of service, you know, because that gets me out of my self-centered thinking, which um, gets me further away from my disease uh, and thank God further away from the food. So thank you for letting me share this morning. Thank you so much. Rohan S. from New Jersey. Next up, we'll have Barbara Z. followed by Cheryl A. And please let us know where you're calling from. Barbara, you're up. Okay, good morning. Am I being heard? You are. Okay, this is Barbara E. for Elephant. Let's put that one in. Um, From New Jersey, I am a volume compulsive overeater. I was born a compulsive eater. I will die a compulsive overeater. But I don't have to die because of it. But when I came into the program, I heard that willingness was all I need willingness. But I was defiant. I didn't want to hear what people had to say. You have to put out, put down all your uh, red foods that make you crazy, that make your mouth drool. You have to um, change your behaviors. I simply didn't want to do it. My motives weren't pure. I wasn't self-honest. I fabricated all my experiences which for me meant to be deceitful, to fake it. And I wore so many masks, you wouldn't know who I was because I never felt good good enough. I fantasized my family from the 1950s, I'll say, perhaps, uh, on television that were all so loving and multiple children dwelled within them. I wanted to be like that but I have to own my own experiences. I can't say I'm not good enough. I have to live in the real life. Suffering comes, it does, but I don't have to go through it alone because there's a song I heard quite a few years ago. When you walk through a storm, hold your head up high and don't go through it alone. I've changed the words. But that's what I have to do every day. So this fellowship supports me. And I believe when it says, 
welcome home. May we offer you a home that they really, really mean it. So I have to do all the 12 steps every single day and the tools too, as best as I can, because I'm not perfect, but perfect isn't necessary. And for me, I've heard it said that the opposite of addiction is connection. So I connect with all of you on this beautiful program of recovery. As I am enough, I have enough, and I do enough just for one day. So may I be recovered, and may you be recovered too, just for one day alone. And we'll see what tomorrow comes, when tomorrow comes, what it'll be like. I can throw, I can plant an apple seed today and never see it bloom to fruition. But that's okay, I can do it because I get joy in thinking about the future of all you beautiful, wonderful, amazing people. Thank you, I pass. Well, thank you so much, Barbara E. from New Jersey. Next up, we have Cheryl A. followed by Dion R. Hi, this is Cheryl A. Can I be heard? You can be heard, yep. Okay, great. I got bounced out before. Anyway, this is Cheryl A., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Brooklyn, Massachusetts. And um, I, I know this is, um, there's a big point of this, which is which is in part about service, but I'll tell you what I'm focusing on right now. When she talks about the polarities of who this quote-unquote corker was, um, goes off his head completely when he's drinking but a grand chap when he's sober look at that polarity he's been in eight times and and yet he was a well-known lawyer but now he's strapped down tight like gosh it's just such a good reminder of what this disease can do to me if I don't treat it on a daily basis I can be the most highly functioning human being in sobriety, and I can be the most dysregulated, dysfunctional human being in the disease. And it requires treatment daily, every day. And I um, am so grateful for the opportunity to remind myself through meetings and fellowship and working with others who I really am because there's this weird part of this disease which has me forgetting in a second what will happen to me if I don't continue on a spiritual path of treatment, um, it's like this, it's, we, we know it's part of it. We've got these blind spots. And I will tell myself for the millionth time, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay now. Uh, it's okay if I, don't, if I don't treat it today. I'm so tired. I'm sick right now. It was a really hard week. I had a funeral last week. There's all kinds of things going on. We all have our daily struggles and stuff and sadnesses and and challenges, and and I still have to treat my disease um, because I don't want to be strapped down tight. I don't want to to live in that space anymore. And the beauty of this 12-step program is I don't have to, but it does take a little work, and it does take not engaging with every thought in my head, and it it does take a kind of strenuous effort some days to go against what I would really love to do, to do what I'm committed to do, 
And then, you know, there's there's a book that was recent that that's out there, I don't know if it was recent or not, about peaks and valleys. And when I learn in my valleys, um, then I uh, get better. If I don't learn in my valley points, I get bitter. And then the, the peaks come again, and, and my actions get easily done because they're consistent with my feelings. But in the valleys, I need to take actions that are consistent with my commitments. And when they're not consistent with how I feel, that's hard. And that's why we have to just hold hands because it's, uh, it's hard sometimes. Grateful to um, share this time with you all, and thanks so much for listening. Well, thank you so much, Cheryl A. from Massachusetts. And next up, we have Dion R. followed by IOA. Yes, hi. Good morning, all. My name is Dion R. Very grateful, compulsive overeater from Cincinnati, Ohio, and glad to be a part of the solution today. Uh, a real corker. Yes, she was. <laughs> oh, that Jeff on high syndrome. And thank, first of all, I want to thank all my fellows this year before me. They gave me uh, spiritual food to feed off, and it was just so beautiful. I can, it gave me a, you know, uh, another uh, reason to keep going on. And uh, yes, she was a grand. She's a beautiful person. They called me uh, this. They called me that. One suggest one time, um, which I never thought they would call me. They said, "Oh, you type. You think just because you've been a saint all your life?" And I'm like, "Ooh, thank you for that compliment." They had no clue. And they don't have to have a clue. But today I know when food and my drug of choice is inside of this body, uh, yeah, I go, yeah, to the extreme. But the hope and gift is um, that I've seen more people and heard from more people that did worse than I did. And they, uh, and I couldn't imagine them even being anything like what I think they might have been. And the solution they found in these rooms. So why wouldn't I follow? Why wouldn't I? Uh, in the middle. Um, yes, beautiful person. Called. Yeah, I love that idea. But yeah, today I also work with others. It reminds me of where I can easily go back to um, so quickly. And I love that uh, saying about the peaks and valleys. You know, I'm learning, still learning, like someone else said too, I'm still learning. But the peaks and valleys, the peaks, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the valleys, uh, somebody's reminding me I know it's God through another person. That that's the that's my chance for advancement. If I if I if I uh, not play it well, but maybe if I acknowledge it and receive it as that, you know, it's a it's a gift. Someone said our greatest pain becomes sometimes become our biggest blessing, our biggest motivator to rise higher, or to even soar. <laughs> Friend of mine uh, was talking about a sermon she heard about. Instead of slapping all the time, it ain't going my way. You know, I'm, I'm learning through this program to soar above it, rise above it, Dion. It's, it's the battle is not yours. Rise above it the best you can, but not to the point where I'm too far where I can't help others. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks for allowing me to be a part of the program and solution today. With that, uh, have a great day. Well, thank you so much, Dion R. from Ohio. We take our next person. Let me just, uh, if you've just joined us, let me let you know where we're at. We're on page 156, and we read the fourth paragraph, beginning with, she replied, yes, we've got a corker, ending with, we've got him strapped down tight. So 
we read that paragraph and we're sharing on that. And um, next up, we have IOA, and then we're going to take another lineup. And IO, you're up. Hi, greetings, everybody. Good morning, Stephanie. Um, this is IOA in Southern California in Irvine. Um, I'm really grateful, uh, a grateful compulsive overeater recovering. Um, I wanted to check in because I have seven months, and um, I'm really grateful for that. Um, I don't take a single day for granted, and um, I was grateful to hear the reading and to just see the difference that um, service has for me today. Um, I, I've been around for a long time, but not recovered for a long time. And I can remember um, sponsoring people when I hadn't worked all 12 steps and I didn't actually have any sobriety or any recovery. And um, I'm, I've been sitting here trying to think what exactly was I giving them other than a diet and calories club um, and uh, stressing to them how difficult it was for me to stay abstinent. And... Um, I'm just grateful that everything that's happening to me is something that I heard in a meeting or heard from a sponsor um, that was being of service. People were showing up being of service, sharing recovery, and um, that's what gave me hope. So I don't take for granted, um, you know, service of showing up because it's an area that I used to, like, not show up. I used to be a chronic relapser and just disappear and... Now I really, I really um, value people showing up and sharing their recovery. I also value the opportunity to sponsor people um, and to hear myself saying things that not just that I heard at a meeting but that are true for my life um, and how abstinence truly was just the beginning, how um, what's going on in my life right now is is very much about my emotional sobriety and how to self-regulate. And I heard those words in meetings. Um, I thought, of course I'm self-regulated, um, but it turns out that I was always on an emotional roller coaster. Um, and without the food, that roller coaster got worse. Um, so um, I'm grateful today that I have really awesome tools to use that keep me connected to the Most High. And um, I just uh, I have a lot of gratitude um, uh, learning that it's, it's about the food and it's not about the food. It's about the weight and it's not about the weight. But they're indicators of my conscious contact with the Most High, and I'm grateful. I've given away 55 pounds, and um, I'm just grateful to be here. Thank you for letting me share, and I hope everybody has a great day. Peace. Thank you so much, IOA from California. And we're going to take another lineup, and I want to remind you all, if you share it on Tuesday or Wednesday on any vision meeting, others the opportunity to share today. So please let me know uh, first name, uh, last initial, and where you're calling from. Catherine N., Virginia. Gotcha. Carol Arizona. Alex K. Okay. 
I didn't hear the name of the person from Arizona. Could you repeat that, please? Pearl R. Gotcha. Pearl R. And then I got Alex K. And who else would like to share? Joan Marie M. Okay. Gotcha, Joan Marie. Thank you. Jordan L. Gotcha, Jordan. Robin B. Okay, Robin B. And I think we'll hold there. Uh, so I've got Catherine N., Pearl R., Alex K., Joan Marie M., Jordan L., Robin B. And please let us know where you're calling from. And we'll start with Catherine N., followed by Pearl R. Hi, this is Catherine uh, from Virginia, uh, grateful recovered compulsive overeater. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, service is so, service is really important to me. And um, over the years, I've done, you know, a fair amount of it. Uh, what it means to me today is um, sharing my experience, strength, and hope with another compulsive eater. Um, I don't necessarily have had to work all the steps, although I have, um, to share uh, what it was like for me and what it's like now. And uh, that's what people, you know, did when I first came in the rooms, and I'm just really grateful for that. Um, and the thing about services, um, I just, I really feel that um, physical and emotional abstinence and relationship with a power greater than myself is um, really necessary uh, to give, you know, to sponsor somebody and, um, you know, to be actively working the steps when I am sponsoring. And I struggled for a lot of years and, you know, sometimes today uh, my ego would get in the way and um, uh, especially if, you know, a sponsor is not necessarily taking all the direction. But, um, you know, my job is to guide someone. I'm, you know, guide someone to the point where they don't need me anymore. And uh, not that they can't keep calling me or whatever, but that they are relying on a power greater than themselves and on others in the program, not just me. So, um, and as far as service to the, um, the groups or the fellowship, that has been really valuable too. Um, I want this program to keep going and because it was here for me when I came in and it was, it has to be, um, you know, be continuing people or I need to give service, you know, at the group level, region, never made it to world service, but, you know, in any way that I can, um, you know, retreat chair or any any number of service positions. So, um, and, you know, it is the 12th step to help others 
and uh, that'll pass. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Catherine Ann from Virginia. Next up, we've got Pearl R. followed by Alex K. Hi, this is Pearl R. I can relate to this so much. Um, it just blows my mind how sneaky this self-centered disease is that it just um, is so tricky that, um, you know, I can get abstinent, but now what? You know, I in order for me to stay abstinent, I finally came to the realization I have to change my character defects. Being abstinent is not going to keep me abstinent or just mean, you know, just keep, um, anyhow, and then I also have run into um, fellows who have gained abstinence and have attacked me because they think they're mightier than all that. And um, I'm just like, well, that's good for you, but you need to change your character defects. Um, this high and mighty club that I'm in this elite class it's all it's all part of the disease. It's self-centeredness, and it's not at all what the big book says. The big book talks about giving service, and I need to humble myself, and I need to be willing and ready at any moment to give of myself, even if it hurts me. I need to be, even if it hurts my pride, I need to be willing to humble myself and be there for a fellow that needs me. Because if I don't do this, I'm not going to stay absent long. I will be right back into the pig pen, right back into the, the, you know, weighing 800 pounds, you know, before I know it, um, you know, just being miserable in life. So, yeah, it's really important. This really, for me, is a clear message that, hey, I need to really watch the way my attitude is because that could get me uh, really nowhere. So with that, I pass. This is Pearl. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Pearl R. from Arizona. Next, we've got Alex K. followed by Joan Marie M. Thank you, Stephanie. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for being here. Alex K. in California, compulsive eater, recovered just for today. The line goes off his head completely when he's drinking. Reminds me of the Jekyll and Hyde line earlier in the book. And when I'm in the food, I'm a completely different person. As soon as I put any of my drug of choice in my body, which is sugar, it's a mind-altering drug. It takes over my life, and I do go off my head. It makes me crazy. All I want to do is get more and more, and that becomes my high power. Nothing else matters. It's good to remember that that's how I lived for a long time. I was so hopeless and helpless couldn't imagine ever not living like that as much as I might want to or how hard I tried. And yet today I don't live like that. I'm not hurting myself with food. I'm contented to be abstinent for some years. I'm being restored to sanity, and I never would have believed it could happen. It really is a miracle that I appreciate every day, and it's it shows um, my higher power working in my life. Shows what the, this program, my higher power, can do. So grateful. Thanks, everyone. Well, thank you so much, Alex K. from California. 
Next, we have Joan Marie M. followed by Jordan L. Hello, this is Joan Marie M. from Nevada. Am I being heard? We can hear you, Joan Marie. Oh, great. Okay. Um, I listened to this morning's earlier meeting and uh, today's, and, you know, what I get from all of it is service, getting out of self. And every time I share, I'm giving service. And so that's why I'm sharing today. And this program has been a lifesaver for me. I had situation the other day, and it was something that would have sent me right to the food. But I'm in a place of neutrality, so that doesn't even come to mind. And and how how did I get that? I got that by continuing doing, and I say this every time, because I wasn't consistent. And so now I have to say it every time to hear myself say it. And if it helps someone else, I'm grateful for that. But I have to do the same thing I did when I first got neutrality around the food. And it is having a food plan, calling it in, weighing and measuring, listen to meetings. After going through the steps and doing everything my sponsor asked me to do, and then I... I, relay the message to others and I and I get so much from sponsoring. I learn so much from my sponsees. I'm so grateful for this program. It literally has saved my life. I could not stop eating and I cried out to God and he heard me because I meant it this time. I'm desperate. I need your help. And then I was listening to Vision for about two weeks. I got on, I got a sponsor, and like I said, everything she said to do, I did. And I am so grateful. And with that, I'm going to pass. Have a blessed day, everyone. And thanks, everyone, that contributes to my recovery. Well, thank you, Joan Marie M. from Nevada. Next up, Jordan L., followed by Robin B. Hey, thanks, Stephanie, for moderating for us this morning. Um, my name is Jordan L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. I'm very grateful <clears throat> to be abstinent and on a um, <laughs> A first-class alcoholic prospect. <laughs> Woo, what a title. Um <laughs> Um, so we got AA number three here. Um, what I love about this program is that it works. Um, it's very practical and it works for all kinds of different people, personalities. Um, so it works for the very mean, egotistical, uh, um, self-centered, dominating, compulsive overeater, um, which I would say that th- that description probably fits me a little bit more closely. Um, and that's that's in the disease. 
And that's also abstinent and white-knuckling without a spiritual solution. <laughs> so let me be real clear about that. Um, <clears throat> and it also worked for the other actor that's described in step three, this sort of gracious, um, giving, uh, uh, generous, self-sacrificing uh, compulsive overeater as well. Um, and I, I love that. I love that it works for both of those descriptions because we have, we have uh, the full spectrum of personalities in this program. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, and I love that we're talking about service this morning. Um, I think that that is really awesome. Um, and yeah, I could see how not telling about the service that you do or, or talking about the service that you do could be an ego trip for someone. I could totally see that, right? Um, I don't totally relate to that. I've, I've never been someone who um, gets a lot of ego gratification out of that. Um, and I just want to say, like coming at it from a little bit different perspective, I talk about service a lot. I talk about all of the service I do because I think it's really important that that's like put out there, you know? And my sponsees are like, like I tell them at like day three that they're kind of a sponsor in training. And they're like, whoa, that sounds like a lot. And I'm like, yeah, it is a lot. Don't worry too much about it because you'll get there, you know? Um, and I talk about the, the in-person meeting that we just started in Gunnison, you know? And that it is like, it's been a huge part of my recovery, you know? Um, so I do think that it is important to talk about that stuff because it's a really important part of the unity in this program. I'll wrap up the unity in this program and the continuation of this program that it's here 50 years from now for the still um, suffering compulsive overeaters of the world. You know, maybe we eradicate it by then. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not <That's> though. <laughs> so it needs to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Jordan L. from Colorado. And Robin B., you're up. Hi, uh, this is Robin B., compulsive overeater uh, from Ohio, living one day at a time in recovery. Um, and when I read this um, paragraph, yes, we've got a corker, and he goes off his head and um, had knocked out had beaten up a couple of nurses and then they had him strapped down so they had him in restraint and um, I've been in that position with caring for patients um, that have been out of their mind and for their own safety they had to be restrained and when I read this and thinking about myself have, have I been a corker have I been to the point where I needed to be restrained and the answer is yes I have been a corker um, I have this allergy of my brain, of the mind, and when it is inflamed, I do not think clearly. Um, and I literally have lost my brain. And, and I always start with the people that are closest to me, that being my husband. And, you know, in loving, I can joke lovingly and loving kindness now with my husband. He's taken a lot of hits from me. Um, and I told him, I said, you know, you're always my favorite um, punching bag. 
And, um, you know, it's through the grace of this program and working the steps and working with others and the mercy from my higher power. Um, when he's put the brakes on me in my life and he's restrained me and said, no, Robin, you're not going to move forward. You need to chill out. You're in timeout. You need to calm down. And I am so thankful for that. And I'm so thankful that the discipline of this program and how it has helped me to reel back in and, and to be a loving, kind person that my higher power wants me to be. Um, so, and I, and I thank you for letting me share. I thank you for all the beautiful shares um, in this meeting today. And with that, I'm going to pass. Well, thank you so much, Robin B. And that's perfect timing. It is exactly 7.48. And we will now, or actually 10.48 if you're in Eastern time, uh, we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Robin B., if you could please read A Vision for You, a book is meant to be suggestive only. Okay. Thank you, moderator. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. And you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.